We have made it. Friday, greatest show out there on your Crimson Tide live from the magic city of Birmingham. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine. In my own words, George truly, Stephen M. Smith. We're bringing you the show from on YouTube. Speaking of the channel, go ahead right now, give a thumbs up on the show, hit that like button, turn on, or hit that subscribe button, and also turn on all of those notifications, hit that bell, so that way you can have all of the analysis on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. We got a lot to unpack, a lot to get to. Next week is fall camp. It is back. Football is back at the University of Alabama. Pants popping, helmets going, football flying, freshly cut grass. Nick Saban and the coaching staff doing their thing next week. It all returns. Get ready. Fall camp in the building, but like I mentioned, we got a lot to get into, a lot to discuss and unpack. Gotta shout out my man, John Ivory in the building, handling the ones and twos in the production studio. Gotta also shout out my man, Jimmy Clay, Jimmy Badman, Cash Money Clay. Kill the horn already, John, as he's dropped in that $50 donation in the Super Chats. Getting it started here on the show. The daily Super Chat goes $75. Daily Super Chat goal right there. Appreciate everybody for helping us out, making this your show. And we want to hear from you tonight, the Alabama football fans, 205-448-1358. That's the number right there to call in to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205 205- 448-1358. We're also streaming you to we're also we're also streaming the show to you, a little tongue-tied there on Facebook and Twitter as well. No excuse whatsoever for you not to be locked in to the number one form that being Bama football. Got a shout out, Alabama men's basketball head coach Nate Oates one time. Crimson Tide had two guys drafted in the NBA draft on last night. Josh Primo, the young man from Canada, was taken at number 12 overall by the San Antonio Spurs in the first round. Congratulations to the man Primo. And then my son, my boy, Herb Jones, was taken second round. Number 35 overall by the New Orleans Pelicans. Kudos to both Primo and Herbert Jones. John Petty, although he was not drafted, he will play in the summer league for the Detroit Pistons, trying to get that two-way contract going. So big ups there to Petty and her and Alex Reese. He will play overseas in Europe. So big news there for all the former Alabama players of men's basketball. Getting big, getting big. Kudos to them. But uh, Herb Jones and my man Josh Primo, both selected in the NBA draft on last night. Proud of both of those two. How about McConnick, who has checked in with that $25 donation? Super chat goal of $75 has been met by McConnick and Jimmy Clay. So right now, I'm going to jump right into the conversation. Not going to waste any time here. Starting us off on the show. And uh, like I said, we're in a series now here at TDA. Uh, kind of breaking down the assistant coaches and coordinators under Nick Saban, kind of giving the expectations. You you guys, as the, as the fans, you have expectations for every coach on the staff, and we're diving into what are you expecting from each coach, what are you expecting from each coordinator, as once again, fall camp next week, as we're getting closer and closer to the start of the Alabama 
football season, the Crimson Tide trying to repeat as national champions. We, we've already looked at Pete Golding, so now we can look at the offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien. His first year with the Crimson Tide coming over from the NFL with the New England Patriots and the Houston Texans. Coach Saban has extended the olive branch to O'Brien for him to come in, learn from the Coach Saban rehab, polish himself up, get himself better, improve himself in the eyes of the national landscape here. O'Brien has always been a fantastic offensive mind. The reason why it just did not work for him in the NFL with the Houston Texans is he was trying to be a head coach and an executive at the same time, trying to be a head coach and a general manager. And that's because he came from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. And in seeing Bill Belichick being able to do both, O'Brien felt like, you know what? I come from Bill Belichick. I should be able to do both. But that's not always the case. Sometimes you have your lane and you just need to be in that lane. Unfortunately for O'Brien, he learned the hard way there, uh, got fired from the Texans, but Coach Saban always looking out to see you know, who's the next big coach on the rise, who's the next big coach out there, or more importantly, who is somebody that he can bring into Alabama to help enhance the Crimson Tide program even more. So here comes O'Brien, first year here uh, with the Crimson Tide, and after Losing Steve Sarkeesian to the uh, the Texas Longhorns, there are a lot of expert there are a lot of expectations for Bill O'Brien. It's can he do what Sarkeesian did? Can he be as dominant as, as Sarkeesian was? Can he call the plays the way Sark was able to do it? Can he have this offense being just otherworldly special and taking that next step in the evolution of the offense here at Alabama? And despite the massive expectations thrown out there. You can break this down into three primary, three main expectations. So here we go right here as they're showing up on, on the screen. But three expectations for Bill O'Brien. Number one, developing Bryce Young into being an elite quarterback. That's self-explanatory. Uh, number two is being able to achieve the balance in the run and pass game. And then number three, uh, for O'Brien, still finding ways where Alabama can still be explosive. They can still take shots downfield. They can still have this fun, free-flowing type of offense, if you will. So, first and foremost, when you look at Bryce Young, Bill O'Brien has to get this young man to pop as the next elite quarterback, not just in the SEC, but in all of college football. O'Brien did not recruit Young. This was Sarkeesian's, product, uh, Sarkeesian's uh, pro uh, prospect project right here. So, uh, Sarkeesian, he went out there, he recruited Bryce, he scouted Bryce, he visited Young. Uh, you know, both guys from the state of California, he brought Young in. Everybody felt like if Sarkeesian recruited him, if Sarkeesian got him to sign the national letter of intent for Alabama, then Sark would be the one to see the whole development, pro development process of Young straight to the end. But, you know, unfortunately, did not happen as Sarkeesian got the head coaching job at Texas. So now his project, his protege, his baby, his prospect falls into the hands of Bill O'Brien. O'Brien inherits this. So what he's going to have to do, you got to get Bryce Young to pop. You got to get Young to be the next big superstar, the next big guy, the next elite quarterback in this conference and in the nation. Now, the good thing here is Bryce already has some huge tools when you look at his 
his mobility, his athleticism, his escapability, his um, his way his way of creating on the edge. We have seen the arm talent, the accuracy, the precision. Of course, we saw this in high school coming out of California, the powerhouse modern day high school. We saw it in the spring game, over 300 yards passing with one touchdown, even though there were moments where he had pressure in his face, he was able to step up in the pocket, make some guys miss, and target receivers and or tight ends and running backs in the open field for big plays. So we already see the tools that Bryce Young has, but Bill O'Brien got to be able to tap into those tools and pull the best here out of Young. We have had some guys here on the show one of those guys, Coach Keith Miller, who runs a camp out there in California. He scouted Young out in the eighth grade, and he talked about how Young is Russell Wilson on steroids, got some Johnny Manziel in his game. All Bill O'Brien has to do is call the plays, make the beats, get out the way, let Bryce Young run this offense. I've even had a chance to talk to a good friend of mine who's a former player, and he even had the, uh, the statement of Bryce Young, kind of have Bill O'Brien needs to treat Bryce Young as if he's you know Tom Brady show him the mental side of the game teach him the mental tricks of the trade and then let Bryce Young go out there and elevate the offense run the offense operate the offense so that's the big thing here the marriage of O'Brien and Young can this marriage pop can this marriage hit can this marriage work uh Bill O'Brien got to get the young sophomore to pop that's number one when you look at number two here, having the balance, achieving that balance in the run and pass game. And this is important because as exciting as it was to sling the football all over the field, as exciting as it was to target these wide receivers, tight ends, what have you, and even throwing the ball to running backs, Alabama, Nick Saban, they, they also want to have the ability to line up and pound the ball right down the defense's throat. And you got five running backs on the roster. When you look at Brian Robinson, Jace McClellan, Roy Dale Williams, uh, Trey Sanders, and also Kamar Wheaton. So for Alabama, it's can Bill O'Brien achieve that balance in the run and pass game, knowing that when Alabama wants to be able to run the football, when it feels like it should be able to run the football, when it understands we can impose our will, and when he sees the offensive line up front of imposing its will, having that wherewithal to take the air out of the ball, pound the rock, have that wherewithal to shorten the possession of the game for the opposing team and wearing down. Uh, their, their defensive front and running uh, the football. And we saw last season with Sarkeesian, even though big numbers from Mac Jones, right, single-season passing record for him, big numbers for Devontae Smith, big numbers for John Mechie, even though we saw all of us in the passing game, U.S. fans still saw Najee Harris near 1,500 yards rushing, 1,466 yards, 26 rushing touchdowns. We still saw Brian Robinson, six rushing touchdowns. So when Alabama won Wanted to run the football last year. It had no problem putting a hat on a hat and achieving that balance. So that's the big thing here with Bill O'Brien. Yes, we want to see Bryce Young willing and dealing out there, but in not putting too much pressure on him, you also want to see in a situation where when Alabama feels like we can pound the ball on anybody, being able to pound that ball on the opposing team's defense, creating that balance, 
That's number two. And then last but not least, number three here, still being able to find those ways or still having those ways to be explosive offensively. And, and I go back to, you know, last year, it was just so exciting that, you know, Alabama could score 40 and 50 and 60 points whenever it wanted to. It could drop bombs whenever it wanted to. It can run it up whenever it wanted to. Whenever the offense felt like we filling ourselves, we filling our swag, we filling our sauce, we in our bag, we can do what we want to do at any given moment. So, uh, this season right here with Ben O'Brien, can Alabama still have those moments where it can take shots downfield? Can it still have those moments where it can take the top off a of secondary? Can it still have those moments where the receivers are running double moves and slanting goals and, and straight goal routes and post fades where you know, Bryce Young can put that ball up there, John Medshee, Jamison Williams, Slade Bolden, you know, Javon Baker, whomever is out there on the field, those guys can – break open, create that separation, run up under that football, make plays, and take it to the crib for touchdowns. Can, can Alabama still be explosive? Can we still be explosive in all of this? That's a question that you as the fans, you know, want to know, and that's an expectation that you as the fans have for this upcoming season when you look at one, Bill O'Brien, but that's, that's just that right there, the three main things. Getting Bryce Young to pop, developing him, making him the next elite quarterback in college football, being able to achieve that balance in the run and pass game. And number three, still finding ways to be explosive. Now, Alabama doesn't have to average 50 points a game with Bill O'Brien in year one, but at least be able to have a top five offense across the board when you look at passing offense, rush offense, scoring offense, pass efficiency offense, all of those types of number data analytics. If Bama can at least be top five across the board, then U.S. fans would be very much so happy with that. But next week, folks, fall camp, Really excited, really pumped up, really energetic, really enthused about it, and really looking forward to seeing year one. What does Bill O'Brien bring to the table as the offensive genius, as the offensive mastermind that he is? We take our first break on the show. Don't touch that down. Just getting started. Upon our return, we take the phone lines to get your calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your texts, your chats, your opinions, your interactions right after this you're watching in my own words with Stephen m smith brought to you by we own the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace today by visiting we own the fourth quarter.com throw them foes up Chris Rogers, 2009 National Champion. You are listening to the baddest, when I say the baddest, sports show in the state of Alabama. In my own words, you know, yours truly. Touchdown Alabama Magazine, don't touch that dial. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's Delicious Sweets? 
Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. As we're back into the action here, folks, from the break of the number one form for Bama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Friday TGIF edition of the show. Into your work week correctly, getting you prepared for fall camp, which returns next week. Crimson Tide getting back out there on the practice field, preparing for this upcoming season before we go to the phone lines to take your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. One more time, that's 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you. As of yesterday, the SEC has unanimously welcomed in both Texas and Oklahoma. News came from the front office in Birmingham. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey has officially, unanimously, and also all 14 presidents within, within, the, within the institutions have officially welcomed in both Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. It's going to be interesting to see. Will they wait until 2025 where they can be joined in effective immediately? Or will they break it quickly, give up that $80 million each, and come to the conference sooner as early as next season? So we've already kind of gotten our thoughts on Texas and Oklahoma. If you guys have more thoughts on both of these two joining the conference, check us out right here, 205-448-1358. Number the dial right there. Got a shout-out, Jimmy Badman Clay again. Jimmy Cash Money in the bag, Clay. That $50 donation helping us out here on the show. Appreciate the love there coming from Jimmy Clay. And got a cool topic transitioning to right now as you guys are getting your thoughts together to call in. The modern-day stigma when it comes down to Alabama quarterbacks don't make it in the NFL. Alabama quarterbacks don't pan out in the NFL. That modern-day stigma is about to break this year because three quarterbacks with ties to the Crimson Tide are about to get busy. And we're referring to Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Hurts, and Mac Jones. These three are tearing up training camp, NFL training camp for their respective teams. Tua Tagovailoa letting that thing rip for the Miami Dolphins, uh, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, that chemistry looking juicy, getting down with the jiggy down in Philadelphia where the Eagles are concerned. And how about Mac 10, Mac, Mac Joker, Mac Jones in New England doing his thing where training camp is concerned for him, building that relationship not only with Josh McDaniels as offensive coordinator, but also Bill Belichick as head coach. And I mean, I know in years past, Way back in recent history, when you look at quarterbacks like Bart Starr and Joe Namath, Kenny Stabler, you know, those guys excelled in the NFL coming from Alabama. I know those three did a fantastic job, all of those three at least, with one Super Bowl ring. But when you look at the modern-day era of Alabama football, People look at, you know, Nick Saban at Alabama. They can produce running backs that do well in the NFL. They can produce wide receivers. They can produce offensive linemen. They can produce defensive players. But when it comes down to quarterbacks, Alabama ain't producing no quarterbacks that's hitting the big in the pros. And I think Tua, Jalen, and Mack, tired of that statement, 
They are ready to make it do what it do. And I understand people say, well, Stephen, you can't count Jalen because his final year was in Oklahoma. It was not in Alabama. Look, he was in Alabama for three years. He got his bachelor's degree from the University of Alabama. Uh, he made tremendous plays. He set records. He grabbed the hearts of people and ran with it. Uh, you can still look at Jalen Hurts to a degree, still degree. As an Alabama guy, he still has ties to the Crimson Tide. And when you watch Jalen Hurts talk, he does sound like Nick Saban out there when you look at him taking the podium within those press conferences. But we go to a break right now here on the show. Don't touch that dial because when we get back, we got updates on Tua, on Jalen, on Bama players with the with the Dolphins and the Eagles. We got two outstanding beat riders coming up to talk. NFL training camp where both of those two, Tua and Jalen, are concerned right after this. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up, but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We are back in from the break of the number one show for Bama Football News. In my own words, you're truly Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Before we get to our guest, got a shout-out, Lorenzo Anderson. We got a birthday in the chat. Shout-out to the man, Lorenzo Anderson, celebrating his birthday right here with us in the chat and on the show. In my own words, big ups to him. But we got two incredible guests on the phone line right now giving us updates on Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, all the Bama players for the Dolphins and Eagles' as training camp. Just wrapped up day number three. And we go to our first guest right now, my man Jason Clary. Jason Clary, who is a beat writer, writer, and owner of the for the and the owner of the Dolphins Dispatch covering the Miami Dolphins. Jason, my man, what's going on? How you feeling? Hey, how are you, man? Uh, gotta say, uh, love the energy you're you're bringing on the airwaves right now. Uh, really happy to be on with you, and uh, I definitely appreciate the consideration. Absolutely. Got Jason Clary on the show right now, owner of the DolphinsDispatch.com, writer, uh, beat, writer, beat reporter from the site as well, covering the Miami Dolphins. So, Jason, let's dive into this. Tua Tagovailoa in his second season, about to happen right here, going through his first full, full-on uh, training camp. He's dealt with so much off-season criticism, so much off-season turmoil, whether it's, his, whether it's being his size or people claim his lack of athleticism or – 
People say, well, he doesn't have the arm like a Josh Allen or a Justin Herbert or a Joe Burrow. He's been through so much offseason criticism, but the last two days of Dolphins training camp, Tua has tore it up. He has lit it up. He's ripping it up out there. He said the it factor of his game is starting to come out. Uh, what's What's been going on, in your opinion, when you look at Tua? Is he ready to shut – to shut down these naysayers this season? I mean, it's it's certainly looking like it. I mean, I don't think anybody will say after his uh, first season in the NFL that he certainly lit things up by any means. But, you know, uh, being a rookie quarterback, uh, obviously for him coming off that hip, that hip injury, uh, he was very transparent about not being as comfortable with the playbook um, as people may have initially thought uh, if they were putting about on the field. So, you know, uh, some people bashed him for being transparent like that, uh, not really knowing the, the playbook a whole lot. Um, they did get rid of uh, offensive coordinator Chan Gailey in the offseason. They're kind of going by a co-offensive coordinator strategy right now. Um, it looks like the offense is going to, going to incorporate a lot more pre-snap movement. Um, you saw what they did in the offseason, bringing in – Jalen Waddle with the number six overall pick, and then Will Fuller. You get wide receivers Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns back. Uh, they took last year off because of COVID. So um, the connection right now between Tua and Albert Wilson has been uh, fantastic so far. They've con- they've connected on multiple long touchdown passes. Um, definitely seems like he's a lot more more comfortable coming into his second year. Um, you know, like I, I I try to be as objective as possible. It's I would like to see what he does in year two before, you know, saying that he's going to light up his second year. So, um, preparing to take a step up, which is what everybody wanted. So, um, you know, early, early indications look good. If you're just tuning into the show, people, we got we got my man uh, Jason Clary on the phone line right now in my own words hotline covering or the owner of the Dolphins Dispatch, Ryder from the side as well, covering the Dolphins, talking to a tongue of Angoa in training camp as day three concluded today. But, Jason, you brought up Jalen Waddle, and this was a guy that was Mr. Human Joystick for the Crimson Tide during his time here at University of Alabama just so far, your early impression, uh, your early impressions of how explosive, how dynamic, just how good Jalen Waddle really is out there on the field. What are your early impressions on him? I mean, it's it's definitely going to add such uh, another gear to the offense that last year you saw. Um, the, the metrics for last year's Dolphins receivers were they didn't get a lot of separation. So what they did, they went out and they got Jalen Waddle. They got Will Fuller. Now, Will Fuller um, is sitting out uh, after his first day of practice, uh, tweaked his foot a little bit, um, is what the rumor is right now. Um, There were reports that uh, Waddle had a bit of an injury scare as well, um, but he was able to finish practice yesterday, was able to finish practice today. Um, And even if Waddle's at 90% from that uh, surgery that he had during the season last year, he's more dynamic than anybody might be put on the field last year. So it's just going to add that extra gear to the Dolphins offense. The fact that he did have previous playing experience with Tua, I think, is a huge uh, plus for that offense as well. Um, you already know that they have chemistry on the field. So um, he's looking like he's going to be a great fit in that offense. Um, as far as his volume, I have no idea what his volume is going to be this year, but you can bet that he's going to be incorporated, whether it's um, at receiver, as a returner. Um, they're going to get him his touches uh, and as many as they can possibly get him because he's a dynamic player and something that Miami was seriously missing last year. 
Now I start here as we're talking to Jason Clary, owner of the DolphinsDispatch.com, writer for the start, writer for the site as well, covering the Miami Dolphins. So, Jason, looking at now, Robert Foster, of whom uh, played with Tua at Alabama, didn't quite pan out the way he would have liked to due to some injuries there. But now with my now with Miami, wh- how has he been able to pop here in training camp? Because he has had a really good last two days. Talk to me about Robert Foster right now yeah i mean it, you know right now it's a crowded wide, wide receiver room uh you have jakeem grant who was their return specialist and kind of their speed guy last year um didn't really produce uh on the field as, as much as you would have liked him to so um they brought in a lot of options you have lynn bowden who was a rookie last year you even have a sixth round pick and malcolm perry so it is a a crowded wide wide receiver room uh but my miami definitely gave itself options considering that they did have uh, a lot of injuries in that room last year so uh, hey man Robert Foster is definitely an option to make the back part of the roster Um, like you said he has been making some plays the last few days and whether they feel his value in the return game or whether they're going to see that um, as as a part of the offense I think is also something to be determined but um, it is looking like uh, a positive thing there with Robert Foster as well so um they're going to have to cut some receivers that uh, they don't want to cut. So it's going to be a hard decision, especially on, you know, the back couple of receivers just with their special teams contributions and uh, what they might bring in the return game or as a reserve wide receiver. He's Jason Clary, ladies and gentlemen, joining us live right here on the phone lines. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Friday. Clary, the owner of the DolphinsDispatch.com, right up from the side as well, covering those Miami Dolphins. Jason, appreciate you coming on to talk a little bit of Tua Tonga-Vangoa, Jalen Waddle, and Robert Foster with us. My man, you stay safe. Take care of yourself. Hey, Stephen, thank you very much for having me on and uh, really appreciate it. Hope you have a good day. Absolutely. Jason Clary, owner of the Dolphins Dispatch, with us talking some Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Waddle, Robert Foster, former Bama players for the Dolphins in training camp. But now we move over to my man, Chris Franklin, who covers the Philadelphia Eagles for NJNewJerseyNews.com, talking Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and the Eagles training camp. Chris, my man, what's happening with you? Hey, doing well, man. Training camp's finally here. We waited so long for football to get back, and here we are. We are here. We are here. We are here, my man. So let's dive right into it right now. Jalen Hurts, the last two days, has been putting on a tear at training camp. I believe I saw some numbers today where he went, I think it was 12, I think it was like 12 of 16 or something like that for, it had three to four touchdowns out there today. So Hurts feeling a lot more comfortable. Hurts feeling a lot more uh, confident in the offensive system under head coach Nick Sirianni. What are you seeing from Jalen out there in training camp that has you feeling this guy is going to go off? Well, I think he's definitely improved his last couple of days. He started out a little slow on day one, but he's really come into his own. He's starting to get a grasp of things. Uh, One thing that it looks like this offense is going to have is that they're going to predicate a lot of stuff on a lot of short and intermediate routes and they want to try to get the ball into these playmakers and he's been doing a lot better as camp goes on and getting the ball out quickly making his reads and we all know his ability to use his legs and he's been doing that to create more time and, and find these things he's a uh, be able to starting to get a little rapport now with uh, Devonta Smith he's starting to try to find uh, Dallas Goddard the tight end Dallas Goddard a little bit more as well 
and he he's overall he's start he's starting to come on his own and he's solidifying his start as the number one QB. Now you you bring up Devontae Smith here, Chris, and this was the guy that Heisman Trophy winner at Alabama won a bunch of accolades here with, with the Crimson Tide, uh, greatest receiver statistically of all time, where the program is concerned, and uh, now he's in the NFL. How has he been able to maneuver against the Eagles' defensive backs in, in training camp? How has he been putting on a show out there as far as you and the media and the fans have been able to see? But what I've seen right now, he, he's definitely solidified himself as a top receiver right now on his team. When you look at the way he's able to run his routes, when you look at how he's been able to catch the ball as well and then quickly turn up the field and get some positive yards, he, he, he's everything that they wanted to have when it came to, they took him with the 10th overall pick. So if they're able to, if he's able to convert, now Jefferson had a, a heck of a season last year as a rookie, and it's tough for rookie wide receivers to get acclimated in there, but he has the tools, the potential to, to have a good season, especially with him looking as to be that team, the team's number one receiver. If you're just tuning into the show, people were joined live by Chris Franklin, beat reporter for the Philadelphia Eagles, covering it for NJ.com, NewJerseyNews.com, live here on the phone line. So, Chris, I, I know Nick Sirianni has, has always talked about we're not going to name a starting quarterback. We're not going to name the guy. It's open competition. It's open competition. But, Jess, I, I feel like when you see Jalen Hurts out there working, he's working in training camp. He's working with guys after practices. We saw last season when he entered games, there was a different energy. There was a different feel where the offense is concerned. What is it going to take for him to have Sirianni finally say, okay, Jalen's the guy. We're naming him. He's the man. He's, I think it's uh, he's Nasiriani's been trying to push a lot of the things, saying they want to have competition everywhere. But given the way he's performed, I think so far, and given what's behind him, because Joe Flacco has looked pretty pedestrian and average so far. I think you have Nick Mullins behind him, acting as a third, and Mullins might be ahead of Flacco at that time. So when you look at the overall quarterback room, Hurts is the best quarterback. Right, at, is, is without saying Hurts is the best quarterback. And I think as the games go on, as the preseason goes on, especially after I think probably that second preseason game, I think you'll start to see it'll, it'll be clear, it'll be very evident that he's the guy. He's going to be the guy. I mean, I, one thing I thought that was really, really good to see out of out of him as a starting quarterback and as a leader, he took a side like Jalen Rager's been going through some things up. Uh, he, he lost a close personal friends reported by Philadelphia Inquirer's Jeff McLean and. He, he took some time after practice, and he spent a lot of time talking to him away from everybody else on the far side of the field. And that is instances like that where you hear these stories about his leadership and all the other intangibles that he has, it makes you think, hey, you know what? He has this other element to his game. I mean, we all know his legs. We know what type of arm he has. But this, that definitely helps out in the locker room and is able to build a, bit, a nice, cohesive unit. So. I think the little things like that is, is, is going to show that he's that next guy and the team is going to go with him for the rest of the season. He's Chris Franklin, ladies and gentlemen, covering the ball, covering the Philadelphia Eagles beat writer for the for the franchise with uh, NJ News, NJ.com, NewJerseyNews.com. Joining us here on the phone lines in my own words on a Friday. Chris, my man, appreciate you coming on to talk with us on Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and those two working that thing out in terms of chemistry and training camp with the Eagles. My man, you take care of yourself. Stay safe. Be good, man. Thanks, man. Always great talking to you. Thank you very much for having me on.
Absolutely. Chris Franklin covering the Philadelphia Eagles for NJ.com, NewJerseyNews.com. Awesome. Get a chance to talk about Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith. I'm looking forward to seeing all of these Bama guys this season in the NFL. I'm trying to watch as many games as I possibly can. But we'll take another break right here on the show. When we get back, we return to you, the Bama fans. Time to get to those phone lines because we're taking your calls, your thoughts, your opinions, your interactions, a conversation with the you but tide nation coming right after this don't touch that dial call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on in my own words with stephen m smith brought to you by we own the fourth quarter visit we own the fourth quarter.com now to get your four finger bling necklace What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up, but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth-quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. Rockin' and rollin', folks. We are back in from the break on a Friday. TGIF edition of the show, number one show for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We go to the phone lines right now to take your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358, 205-448-1358. One more time, 205 205- 448-1358. We grab a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Roll Tide, Steven. New Jack, man. What's going on, buddy? So, you know, uh, Jimmy Clay, he requested me to call. And since, like Jimmy Clay, I know the only color that matters is green. And the green man said, hey, I request you to call, so I'm calling. And, you know, when people request, you got to sing, right? So I decided that tonight I'm going to sing the national anthem of the SEC for all these newcomers to the SEC. I want them to hear the national anthem of the SEC. It's such a popular song. I remember during the kick stick, I heard a trumpet player from Auburn band playing this here song right here 
because it is the most popular song is the anthem of the SEC. Welcome, Texas. Welcome, Oklahoma. Here you go. Yay, Alabama. Drown them tide. Everybody, mama's behind you. Hit your stride. Go teach them longhorns to behave. Send them yellow sooners to a watery grave. And if a man starts a weekend, that's a shame. Because Bama plucking grit had written her name in crimson flame. Fight on, fight on, fight on, man. Remember the Rose Bowl will win. Then. So go roll to victory. Hit your stride. Your Dixie football pride. Crimson tide. Roll tide. Roll tide. We got new Steven. We got New Jack right there bringing in Oklahoma and Texas with the Yay Alabama song right there. We go to our next call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? What's live going on the show, Kyle. What's going talk. on? Charles Thompson, the All right, Charles, what's going on? Uh, nothing. Uh, how much money Bryce Shannon got now? Man, they say they say Bryce Young at eight hundred thousand. Man, he he at eight hundred thousand now. He he got he got some deals that are worth a million. He just hasn't signed them yet, but he he at eight hundred thousand. Is it all in cash? I mean, I don't know if they're giving it all to him in cash, Charles. Like, I kind of want to ask him out throwing me a stack right now, but I know he ain't going to do it. I'm not going to ask him that. But I, I don't know if they're giving it to him in cash, Charles. But that's that's a good question, though. Oh, okay. I don't know if he got it all in cash or he's going to put in the big money back. Son, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, Charles. You're right. Appreciate Charles there from the Mopples with that call. We grab our next call. You're live on the show. What's going on? Steve, what up with you, man? This is Jay from Sheffield. Jay from Sheffield. What's popping off with you, man? Chilling, bro. One thing I want to see, uh, I want to see these big receivers. You remember when Mississippi State used to do the, the back shoulder fade? But yeah. it wasn't on like like the goal line or anything. They used to just throw it up to them big receivers, uh, like DeAndre Wilson and all of them. That's why I, I want to see Bryce do do a little bit of that because we got big, freaky, athletic receivers now. You know what I mean? Ain't Bama no more does. quick I mean, across the middle. Right. Bama's got athletes, man. Ajah Hall at six three is a freakish athlete. Trayshawn Holden at six three is a freakish athlete. Javon Baker, I know he's 6'1", 6'2", but he can go up there and get it. So, you're right. But Bama's got some freakish physical dudes out there. Yeah, I hope he just. I hope we can see a little bit of that. You know me. I'm always going to be on the defense, so I hope Golden come on with it. <laughs> but appreciate you, Steve. Absolutely. Appreciate the love there from the call there from my man, from my, my man Jay out of Sheffield there. And absolutely, you want to see everybody, offense, defense, do their thing. Jimmy Clay, you got to see him put some fire on that man and put some water on that man because that man hot. Another $25 coming in here from Jimmy the Batman. Jimmy Cash Clay helping us out here on the show. Going back to my man uh, Charles from Demopolis. Yes, Bryce Young is at $800,000 in the NIL deals. But according to 
his offensive lineman, uh, Javion Cohan, it's not seeming to be distracting him. It's not seeming to keep him off focus. He comes into the facility, uh, that being Bryce Young, works his tail off every single day. He's focused. He's locked in and trying to help Alabama repeat as national champions. Javion Cohan basically saying the young brother's special. He's special. He focused. He locked in. NIL, that ain't bothering him in no way, shape, or form. So that's a good thing, seeing how, yes, Bryce is getting his money, but it's not affecting Bryce from the main thing, and that's being keeping Alabama in position with the national championship. Gotta shout out McConnick, who just stepped up in the game with that $25 donation coming from his, and you guys are showing his love on a Friday as John, putting the horn in on everybody, showing love here to the show. But we transition here to a quick topic, and that's uh, Alabama players continuing to get that preseason award watch list love as Will Anderson and John Mechie have both been named to the Walter Camp preseason award watch list. Uh, Will Anderson has been named to multiple preseason watch lists. He's being looked at as the guy that's going to not only lead Alabama in sacks, but helping this defense to be just scary, elite, stupid, crazy good in the upcoming season. But, of course, John Mechie, a guy that's going to be anchoring this wide receiver room as the number one guy. Coach Saban has mentioned this on a couple of occasions. He's the next man up to potentially be a first-round top 10, top 20 pick at the wide receiver position. So congratulations to Will Anderson and John Mechie. Both have been named to the Walter Camp Award preseason watch list. This just tells you a lot of expectations for this year's Alabama team on both sides of the ball. This group has a chance to be top five offense all across the board, top five defense all across the board nationally. So this is going to be exciting here when you look at Alabama football. Well, folks, we're going to get to another break here on the show. Don't touch that down because when we get back, we got the new lock or drop game, fall camp edition now. Six-pack of questions in discussing Alabama fall camp locker drop. We get to it to tidy up loose ends right after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Back in, folks, for the action from the break of a number one ticket for your Alabama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine. Before we get into the lock or drop game, the fun, interactive six-pack of questions discussing your Crimson Tide, got to remind you of TDAware.com. 
That's TDAWear.com. So for all of you Alabama fans still overjoyed with the Crimson Ties National Championship, we want you to check out our championship collection merch. This means you grab you and 18 of them things, folk, hoodie, T-shirt or sweatshirt, as well as our Got 18 We Do shirts. Designs that feature all 18 championship years on the back. You head on over to TDAWear.com. That's TDAWear.com. You go have a championship collections merch tab, and you get you that gear today. Show them that support for Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, for student athletes and us here at Touchdown. Alabama Magazine. But now we get into the lock or drop game. The six-pack of interactive questions discussing your Crimson Tide. And this is the fall camp edition. All things fall camp. Fall camp returns next week if you ain't ready, if your feet ain't burning to get back out here and check this stuff out. I don't know if you a fan or not. So fall camp next week. I'm already juiced up. I am already ready to go. But what makes this fun for you, the fan, is our own John Ivory will be dropping polls on the chat line, and it'll be your time to get your vote on for each question, each thought, whether you're locking it, whether you're dropping it. So we're going to get this thing popping here right now. So the first question, the first thought here, fall camp edition of Lock or Drop goes to Alabama's defensive secondary. And in particular, it goes to Jalen Armour Davis. Jalen Armour Davis will keep the second starting cornerback spot for the Crimson Tide. Jalen Armour Davis will maintain, he will solidify, he will hold on to the second cornerback spot, starting spot there, the second spot for the Crimson Tide. And I really like Armour Davis because if you remember, he came in 2018, four-star from Mobile with Josh Job and Patrick Sertan II. Saban really liked Armour Davis, his length, his speed, his quickness, his ball skills, his athleticism. When you get hurt as a player and you get recruited over multiple times, you are left with two options. You either stay and fight and dig your way up or you hit the transfer portal. Um, Armour Davis decided to stick around, battle, fight, dig, claw his way back up, which he has done so. He's, he had a tremendous spring, had a really good A-Day game, great spring game. And to this point, he has held on to that second corner spot. Now, I've been told uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, and I know for a fact, you're, it's going to be hard to keep Kool-Aid off the field. He wants this cornerback job. He's coming after it. He's gung-ho. He's full force as a five-star, as a big-time prospect, as a big-time player. And I get it. It's going to be hard to keep Kool-Aid off the field. But just for me, I feel like when you've been, when you when you come in here as a hot shot, the way J.A.D. did, and when you get hurt, and when you get recruited over and you battle and you fight and you scratch and you claw to put yourself back in a position where you can be a starter, I feel like it's going to be hard to pry that job from your hands because you're working like a dog to get back in here. But let's see what you, the fans, think right now. So when it comes down to Jagan Armour Davis, 75% of you say lock for Jagan Armour Davis. 77% of you now say lock, 23% say drop. My answer for this, I'm locking this puppy in. I think J.A.D. holds it off, holds off Kool-Aid, keeps that starting spot opposite Josh Job. Kool-Aid's a dog. 
He's a madman. He's a beast. He's one heck of a freshman. He is going to play. And he is going to play quite a bit. But I think J.A.D. ain't been through too much. Armadale was to be through too much. He from he from the he get it out the mud, bruh. He trying to do this thing this season. So I'm locking that one. Moving on here. Next thought here. In the locker drop game, it goes to Alabama's wide receiver room. And in particular, Javon Baker. So the thought here, Javon Baker, the sophomore, will be one of Alabama's three starting wide receivers. Javon Baker will be one of Alabama's three starters at the wide receiver position. Now, what I've been told from people inside the program is, Alabama is going to be very multiple, not just on defense, but offense as well. Bill O'Brien is going to have multiple sets on the field. He'll have a set of receivers where it's the possession guys, it's the guys that just move the chain, it's the guys that's just going to be able to get the first down, keep the offense flowing. But then when Alabama wants to, when Alabama wants to get trigger happy, when Alabama wants to go deep and create those explosive plays, chunk yards, touchdowns, that type of thing, then Bill O'Brien will have a second set of starting receivers on the field that can stretch the field. Right now, Javon Baker is in that talk where the big play scheme is, the big play strategy is, although I feel like he has, has a chance to be you know, the, the, the every down guy regardless of what the strategy is out there on the field. It's just interesting to throw that out there, but Javon Baker, he's been popping in summer workouts. He's been popping in seven-on-seven. Seven. He's been popping thus far, but he's getting set for fall camp. Will he be one of the three starting receivers? Let's see here, you ask the fans. 62% say lock, 67% now say lock, 33% say drop. My thing, I'm going to lock this puppy in, put it in the bag as well. I think Javon Baker, freakish receiver, he can go up there, he can go get it, and once again, I think he's finally at a point where he's ready to live out the big game that he's been talking. He's had a great summer, ready to see what he does in fall camp. And if you put him out there in those explosive packages, let Bryce Young throw that ball up with that young man, go get it. He can be very, very fun out there on the field. So I'm locking that there for Javon Baker. Moving on down, next thought here and locker drop. And this goes to the Alabama defensive secondary, and it's, the Alabama defensive secondary will be the strength of the defense. Alabama secondary, the back five, will be the strength of the defense. And uh, I, like the, I, I like the back five. I do. When you look at Jordan Battle's got experience. Uh, just DeMarco Helms has got some experience. Malachi Moore with a year of experience. George, uh, J, uh, Josh Joe with some experience. Jaden Armour Davis, probably not a whole bunch of experience but knowledge of the system. Brian Branch has got experience. We are all excited to see what Kool-Aid can do, what Marcus Banks can do, what other guys can do. So the back five, the back five has got a lot that it's working with. Even with a guy like Daniel Wright that's feast or famine at times, he does have experience, and that's what Nick Saban loves over everything else is that experience. Now the front seven, those guys are some dogs. The front seven, those guys are going to be tearing your head off. The front seven, those guys are going to be trying to get out for the quarterback. But the back five, I like the back five. But the thought process is 
Alabama secondary, strength of the defense. This will be the strength of Alabama's defense, the secondary. Let's see what you, the fans, think right now. Let's see here. 67% of you are going lock. 33% of you are dropping the secondary. My thought process is, let's go three for the barbecue. Let's lock this one in, too. And let's go three for the barbecue. I like the secondary. I'm locking this in. I think this group can be the no-fly zone group that Alabama had from 2015 to 2017. This group can very much so be that no-fly zone group. Like the secondary as the, as the biggest strength there of the team there. Moving down. Next thought here in lock or drop, it goes to the quarterback room and in particular true freshman quarterback Jalen Milrow. Jalen Milrow will become the number two quarterback, the primary backup for Alabama behind Bryce Young. Jalen Milrow will be the primary backup behind Bryce Young. And Milrow has had a very good summer. I mean, extremely strong, extremely physical. I mean, he is squatting plates. He is squatting 600 pounds. Like, it's no body's freaking business and he and Jalen Hurts are on the same track if you will both from Texas both power lifters both incredibly strong both have potential both can run both have an arm cannon to get the ball down the field uh, really like Milrow but the question is Jalen Milrow will be the number two quarterback he'll be the primary backup behind Bryce Young in the upcoming season just starting off here in fall camp let's see what you the fans think so far here 62% have lock on Jalen Milrow 38% have dropped there on Jalen Milrow my thoughts right here I'm dropping this one. I like Milrow, but I'm dropping this one. The reason why Paul Tyson is going to be the number two guy. Paul Tyson is going to be the number two guy, but I think Milrow will get into the games. He'll get into the games. I think in goal line situations, watch Alabama use Milrow a lot in goal line and red zone situations where he can use his strength, he can use his legs, he can use his power to get into the end zone. Paul Tice will be the number two guy, but Jalen Milrow will get worked in a lot, especially in those red zone looks right there. But moving on here to the next thought here in the locker drop uh, fall camp edition here. And this goes to the special teams, in particular the punting position, the punter spot. And that's Jack Martin will start at punter for the Crimson Tide, the transfer from Troy University. Jack Martin will start at punter for the Crimson Tide. And Jack Martin was great at Troy. Averaged uh, close to no, 50 yards per punt. Uh, had third, had close, he, he averaged close to 50 yards per punt. Had a lot of fair catches. Had a lot of balls travel in excess of 50 yards. Had a lot of had a lot of balls drop inside the opponent's 20-yard line. Like Jack Martin can do the thing. He can punt. He can flip the field. He can execute. He can put the defense in attack mode to force the opposing offense to drive the length of the field. But the question being, Jack Martin, though Alabama brought him in here, he will win the starting job. At Ponder beginning in fall camp. Let's see what you, the fans, have here on Mr. Martin. We got here 70% of you say lock, 30% of you say drop, or 25% of you say drop there on Jack Martin as far as the punting position goes. Me, I'm going to drop this one also. And the reason why brand new special teams coach Drew Swoboda, and this means Ty Ryan 
is going to get a real shot at this thing. Last year, P. Ryan did not have a real shot at this thing because of Jeff Banks as a special teams coach. Now, new guy, new field, new slate, new opportunity. Ty P. Ryan is about to get a real shot at this thing. And as we remember, when P. Ryan was out there as a walk-on freshman in 2019, he was doing the exact same things, averaging 44.7 yards per punt, putting the ball, traveling it, hitting it 50 yards down the field deep in the air, dropping the ball inside for 20. P. Ryan was doing the exact same things as a freshman walk-on. This time around, he will have a true opportunity to do his thing at the punter position with Drew Swoboda here as the new special teams coach. So gonna drop that one on Jack Martin, but he's good though. He's good, like the kid, really do. We're gonna move on here now to our final thought here in lock or drop. And this is funny here in terms of fall camp. This is funny. So this goes to Coach Saban. Nick Saban, head coach Nick Saban, will be the most intense coach during fall camp. Nick Saban will be the most intense coach in fall camp and we all know how intense Nick Saban can be at these things throwing his straw hat everywhere directing traffic all over the field getting guys to play winning football we know how Nick Saban is we know how Nick Saban acts he gets on the players he has some fun moments with the players he has his own uh, intense situations there with those guys but the big question the big question Nick Saban Nick Saban will have a, he, he will be the most intense coach. He'll be the most intense guy on the field in terms of ball camp. So let's see what you, the fans, have come up with here when we look at Nick Saban. As my man John Ivory is pulling this up here on screen, we got lock at 100%. Lock at 100% for Nick Saban. You know what? I like Coach Saban. I love Coach Saban, but you know what? I'm going to shock everybody. I'm dropping this also. I'm dropping this also. Sal Sanceri is going to be the most intense coach out there. If you have not seen Coach Sal, you need to see him, the outside linebackers coach. John, true story. I remember one year at practice. This was 2019 to be exact. We're out there trying to get the outside linebackers in drills. It was the week of the LSU game. And the outside linebackers were running this intense, uh, complex, inter-goal pass rush drill. They had the dime rabbits on the field. So it was Tim Smith. It was uh, LeBron Ray, Will Anderson, Drew Sanders. They were all out there on the field trying to go through this drill. And uh, we didn't know at the time that Sal Sanceri did not want us recording or taping or getting footage of the drill. We didn't know. So we have our cameras out there and Sal Sanceri goes, media, what y'all doing? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. No. Oh, oh, H, no. No, no, no. Uh-uh. I'm tired of y'all, media. I'm tired of y'all. Y'all put all of my stuff on that dang YouTube and the opposing team know exactly what the beep we doing. Uh, hold on. Uh, hold on. Media relations. Y'all got one more time to have these folks recording our stuff. If I see this one more time, if I look on dang YouTube tonight and I see our stuff on there, I'm getting somebody hit. Turn them cameras off. Like, my God, Sal. We're just trying to get the footage, bro. Like, I was scared to death. I peed on myself out there almost, man. Sal is intense. Uh, I sometimes equate Sal to the Italian mafia. I really do. So, Nick Saban an intense dude, but y'all, Sal Sanceri? 
Sal, Sal take it to a whole nother level, man, especially when they come down to those outside linebackers. But that's all right there for this edition of Locker Drive. Fun, interactive segment there covering uh, your Crimson Tide in terms of fall camp. Looking forward to hopefully being back out there again uh, starting next week here at the University of Alabama. But as always, Tide Nation, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your favorite program. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you just so happen to have the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you covered right here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Overcast.fm, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. We got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Monday continuing the conversation as tied football. As always, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. If you're also trying to get the fresh edition, the print edition of TDA, the magazine, you can go to touchdownalabama.com. That's touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member, a subscriber today. That link will be found in the description. And if you're also trying to get your hands on that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys at WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com, that link in the description as well. But until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children, weekends here, weekend in the building. But as always, be sure to do the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. You get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself, protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, spit in my own words.